What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talk, smooth jazz talk. Uh, you know we don't have a lot of time, so we're just gonna get right to it. Uh, this guy is going the distance. He's going for speed. Mister Go, this is for tonight. What's up, Jared? Say hi. Oh, I love I love that uh, cake reference, man. That's good stuff. Mm, cake, patty cake, patty cake. Um, and then um, of course he's the squash of the dragons. Um, uh, uh, he's the Khaleesi of this podcast. Uh, he's also the poster boy for not getting the second vaccine. Mr. Logan Cox, what's up, Logan? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I'm happy to be you know, a little bit more healthy, and but more importantly, who uh, condolences to your father today? You know, I would I'd be remiss if I didn't pass along my <laughs> my, my condolences yeah. to you. To Papa uh, so I'll tell the story real quick that um uh, like last night like so apparently Facebook will ask for your ID if they don't think that you're a real person. So took a picture of his ID. My dad, um, uh, you know, he's just, he's 70. And so he likes to share like news stories and memes. And sometimes things are not like what they seem. So eventually they just, I don't know, like he's having a very bad time not having his Facebook. I mean, for, for one reason, it's funny, but it's also not funny. But anyway, we'll get into that some other time. Uh, like I said, we don't have a lot of time. So we brought in, um, uh, he's uh, not only my boss, he's one of my best friends. And you know him as the phenomenal Matthew L. One and only. One. I thought and... that maybe there would be a little bit more build up to my introduction. There's <laughs> uh, so many I'm more sorry, uh, I can think to describe myself, and you just kind of stop short. Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Lo- the boss. lover, lover, <laughs> lover, swimmer, many things. strong, many things, man. Who you're down bad? You should you really should have sucked up to your boss a little bit more. Your Herbert, uh, ladies and gentlemen, your boss, Michael Scott. Um, so guys. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing we're, we're, we're gonna hurry this episode, but it doesn't matter because nobody's going to listen to this episode anyway. Um, because, um, uh, that's why you had just... me on, yeah, that's right. Really... <laughs> uh... You were playing with house money, you knew you could have me on. It's like, hey, it's house, money. It's house money, no one... uh, no when the jazz lose, um, when the jazz lose, nobody listens to podcasts, so it is, it is what it is. Uh, so we just have to start like him. Uh, shout out Ben Anderson. Let's do Listen to our podcast so you can begin the shout out. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna randomly shout out Twitter users. Some um, uh, uh, so they, they have to listen amazing. to hear their name. Yeah. Uh, so let's just touch on tonight. So tonight we're recording um uh, a few hours after the 76ers game. Uh, Jared, you know this is the the weekly segment that we have. Temp check. How do you feel about the Jazz right now? Um. Well, it's been a rough few games. Uh, I mean, Riley uh, Geisman, shout out to Riley, uh, made the point today that it feels like the Jazz defense has been softer since we played Philly the first time, which is probably accurate. I mean, I I haven't really thought about it that hard um, until he mentioned it, and then I was sort of wondering. And, you know, maybe I'm going to have to look at that rolling rating you know, for like the last 15 games and see where the Jazz are at defensively. Um, um, yeah, so like, are you more like, I mean, I, I mean, I asked you last week, I mean, has your confidence fallen in this team a little bit? Has it stayed the same? Has it risen? Um, I'd say I, I like the effort against Philly tonight and that it was a close game. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm happier um, than I thought I would be after a loss to Philadelphia and, you know, and a loss. So to, has your confidence in this team surging lowered, risen or stayed? I probably stayed for the most stayed. part. I thought it would have lowered more, honestly. 
Logan, temper check. Lower uh, your your confidence in this team. Lowered, stayed, or risen? Uh, from last week, it's definitely lowered. Um, and, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I I had a note too. It was Riley's reference to the defense, and also it wasn't just Riley. It was also uh, Jared's former guy, now stolen by who? Swisher mode said it said the same thing on his on the podcast that he feels like it's the defense of the Jazz, and he'd be doing some tightening up lately. Um, which is which is true. The defense does look a little bit sketchy, but also down the stretch offensively, like the the uh, like tonight offensively down the stretch, the 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 shot the shot making wasn't good. The shot selection wasn't good. Uh, one of the thoughts I had watching that was it, it it seems like we went to Donovan Ball like with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and that's all it was. And it was just it, it kind of continued that way for the next what twelve minutes till he got himself kicked out. So. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know that you can lose three or four games to teams like this and not start to have some sort of question. I mean, the way they were absolutely blowing people out. Well, what would they were, the one, the one thing that would come to our minds was how do they do in close games? And I would consider all three of these losses close games. I mean, I understand final scores aren't always indicative of that, but they were all close games. They, they, it's still that question that we've got lingering. And I, I, I think that I said, I told someone my panic mode after the, the, the other, the other one was like at 25%. I would say it's like elevated 35%. I think it's questions that can be answered. Uh, but I think you have to have questions. I, I think if you're, just, if you're just putting your head in the sand and saying that it's, 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 it's all okay. And we're all, it's, it's all fine. I would, I would be, I don't know. There's, there's things that have shown themselves lately. Not, not to say they can't get better. I don't know. What that, I don't know what that means, though. Like, I don't know if that really means things. That's like coach speak. Those are things that people say in press conferences. I don't know if they they really mean anything. So I don't. I don't know what it means. Will the Jazz come out angry? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm angry about something, but are you still going to be that angry in nine days when you play basketball again against a different team? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, I just think <laughs> they, they have to do it. Like we can talk about all we want to and schedule losses and what was the big the, the, the loser talk that came out on the New Orleans game is they they comped how many games the Jazz had played. And New Orleans had done the exact same thing, four games in six days back to back. It was like, come on now, guys! Like everyone's playing games too. Like it was a long first half, but it, it was Philly didn't just start a week ago. So um, um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's, that's why I do. Like, I like to do temp checks because, like, I mean, it, it is just how we're feeling. Like the temp check is just like, oh boy, man, I was on top of the world two weeks ago, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, well, Matthew L. Um, I I believe you get paid to watch jazz games. Is that right? Yes, I do. Amongst other things, <laughs> a lot of other things. Um, that's just, uh, so you were in the studio. You were working tonight. You're on your way home, uh, graciously gracing gracing us with, with, with your presence here. Um, like yes, what am. happened in that? Well, that, that like that. just explain to the audience to us what happened. Uh, you know, like Logan mentioned Donovan Ball, but like what did you see tonight happen to the Jazz in the in the, in the closing stretch? <sighs> what I saw, I mean. <laughs> You've mentioned a lot of probably the same things that I saw. Uh, I do think a lot of their defensive problems, I mean, there's valid concerns, everything that you bring up. But at the same time, I also think it's the game before the All-Star break. And I also think that they were playing the best team in the East and arguably the best team in the league, depending on who you ask, with maybe the MVP on their team and took them to overtime. So am I extremely concerned with everything I saw tonight? Not particularly. I think the Jazz still have the best record in the NBA. And I still think they can kick the crap out of pretty much anybody on any given night. That's not to say that there aren't 
holes in their game or things they can't get better at, but I also think they played four straight road games, and I think they lost back-to-back games for the first time in two months, and I decided to, I looked that up because I was curious, uh, they lost back-to-back games three times in the first month of last season and five times before the All-Star break last year, so when compared to last year's team and how we should be feeling, uh, I feel pretty much the same way as I did last week after they beat the Lakers. I just, I think maybe they caught the best team in the NBA on the night before the All-Star break. So I think I'm not trying to explain it away. I think there are problems, but I also think that contributes. I still think the Jazz are arguably one of the best three teams in the league. It's funny because like last year I said this a lot and uh, this year we haven't had to really talk about it, but... I think one game is one game, right? Like on to next, whatever. It's just a game. Like it all, it will be all weighted the same at the end of the uh, of the year. Um, but then, I mean, here's the thing: a lot of jazz fans feel like Philadelphia is one of like twelve jazz rivals that that they have for some reason. And, um, uh, <laughs> you're, you're not joking about that. There's literally no, like, like yeah, I'm not, I'm not great rivals, rivalries with everyone. <laughs> yeah, so we, our, our rivals are the Clippers, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Suns, the 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 Sixers, the Celtics. Uh, Even the, if they're only the rivals to us, the and, Fort and Wayne no Madams for some reason. So, um, <laughs> I think they're all rivals because we have the most rabid Twitter fan base. <laughs> Uh, so the minute uh, anyone says something bad about the Jazz, everybody attacks. Right. Like he, so like I think, jazz, we just, I think everybody's our rival because of that. Right. So Jazz Jargon, I'm, uh, I tweeted this out earlier today. I was like, I'm, uh, does anybody have a prediction about the game? And I and I tweeted back. And I was like, well, I think I'm uh, the winning fan base uh, will be very gracious and humble to the losing fan base because uh, both these fan bases uh, are just are kind of like that, right? All fan bases are like that. But um, so, yeah, so it's one game. But also I, I've called – there, there are certain games this season that the Jazz have lost that I kind of call prove-it games. Like, the Jazz won a lot of games. They, they beat the Sixers already once. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Clippers. But the problem is that the losses to the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the now the Sixers felt like... Um, I, when I say prove-it games, I was like, oh, this is a chance for the Jazz to really um, uh, go out and um, uh, show these... Nat- like, I mean, you, if you want national media attention and you don't want that scrutiny, these are games that would have been pretty nice for the Jazz to have to kind of get that off their back. Um, because when you get to the playoffs, um, these are the type of games that you're going to get. And in my mind, the Jazz are all three in those games. Um, the the full-strength Clippers, the full-strength uh, Nuggets, and now the full-strength um, Sixers. But again... Uh, yeah, we played the full-strength Clippers earlier in the year and beat them, so it's not necessarily that we've always... I also, I, I also... I mean, that was a good win. And they beat that, the full-strength Nuggets earlier this year, too, so you can't do um, that. Yeah. There you go, that's, that's too. Like, Logan like talks about like I'm having the like series and I played devil's advocate going, well, you know, things change, you know, like a month or two later, like you, you might be playing a whole different team. Um, and it might even just be an injury rise. Like something just might, like we just played a Pelican team that the jazz just, Oh, you're not wrong. We're that, just playing devil's advocate for sure. Yeah. The, the, the jazz has played a double, uh, the, the de- devils, the jazz has played a Pelican team that, you know, a month and a half ago didn't look the same that they did, you know, this week. So it's one of those, um, uh, Weird little things. A team that didn't understand about- that if you give Zion Williams in the ball, uh, he does great things with it. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, they finally figured that out. Stan Van Gundy's a genius, right? The architect so of the current jazz we're, system. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking I mean, about... This is the Dwight Howard magic blown up. 
amplified yeah. steroided up. Stab that gun. So we're talking about the holes in the jazz. Like I'm a so. And you know, we, we were joking around about like um, uh, how oh my god, the Jazz lost Steel Four. Who must really love this? I don't love it. like the things that when you, for me, when I'm hosting this podcast, and for me just as a fan, like when things are going really good, it's it, you know, Logan joked about it, like the Jazz are boring, and not that the Jazz are boring when they're winning, but it masks things. That I'm like, okay, guys, and this is going to turn into a bogey slander podcast, and I don't, I don't mean it for to do. I say it's a lot, but. I've been saying it for months now about how okay, cool, the Jazz are winning, but can they get better? If the if if so, what is the weak link? And uh, this is, huh? A pause. I was just going to say, insert that Sarah Todd tweet here. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Um, we'll get to that. And um, when I say that, it gets Mister. Like, I mean, Jared even misinterpreted it when the first like few times I asked him because he's like, "Well, the Jazz are going to trade Bogdan. We're going to get to Bogdanovich here and." Um, like I'm not saying the Jazz are going to trade Bogdanovich. I, I I asked as a fan, if you want to get better at what position and what minutes and what like everybody wants to say, oh, we'll, 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 the Jazz will go pick up somebody in the buyout market or the you know make a small trade or whatever. But to me, that's like cool. You're adding a tenth, eleventh, or twelfth piece, which I don't, you know, I, I know that McKay talked about last week on you know our our pod about you know like having that third unit be really good. I'm like, eh. to me, I'm like, oh, that's not that's okay. I mean, it'd be a nice luxury, but um, Logan and I... Historically, uh, all championship teams have had the best third unit. <laughs> this, this is Logan's wheelhouse. <laughs> Logan, Logan loves love, third love, love. I love a third unit. Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. So Logan, like, um, let's let's get into um, uh, what we've like talked about about with um, uh, uh, Bogdanovich. I'll let you start here. Yeah, uh, with uh, with Bohan, I think that we, as we were talking last week, we were we're we we're, we were kind of been ahead of it for a while. You brought it up even before the season started, I believe, or early on in the season, and folks kind of seemed to look at it. I think we've taken and we've evolved our take to where this isn't some recent new fresh hot take. I think that, and we talked about it a couple of weeks later. That I, I, from my perspective, I think that the misconception of what people think Bohan is, is is part of the problem. I think what they saw last year is what they think he is, and and I don't I don't believe that's what he is. He was he was a great player on, a, on an inconsistent team, and he and he did some really impressive things. I'm not taking that away from him, but I think he he got he somehow got cast into like this third or fourth best player on our team, and and really Bohan's a role player. He's a very good role player. Um, but he's a role player, uh, and then that's what he is. And, and I think that as you've watched the season, how Bohan goes has not had any sort of consistent ramifications on how well the Jazz have played. They've just kind of plugged away at it consistently, consistently. I think that's as we watched and watched more and more. At first, I was kind of a little thrown off. Like, I don't know, that's pretty quick. Why would we want to, you know, this guy's done so many things last year that was so impressive. But then I watch it more and more. Then I had to finally start doing my research. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Like, I know who he was last year, but. I'm taking everyone's word for it. So you start looking him up. 
the dude's a he's a journeyman like shooter. He's like that's what he is. He's a journeyman and he's a shooter and he's good, but he's 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 a role player. And I think when you look at the repetitive pieces and the pieces that get hunted over and over again, that's why you start to like hone in on him. And like I, and I started thinking about like to take it to a little bit more of another level was not just him, but like why would I pick him? I mean, I, and I would pick him because again he feels repetitive, but also that he, um, like on the court, him being good and bad has an impact in the Jazz. So that, that everyone wants to throw chemistry at it. Well, you can't mess with the chemistry. Well, I don't know that his chemistry has like really impacted anything on the court. And I would say off the court, which I think is also important. And again, I, you guys, you guys have better access to these dudes in, behind the scenes than I do. But it seems like I'm not saying Bohan isn't liked or disliked or liked. I'm saying he's like vanilla. Like he doesn't mean anything. I would say I would even say George Niang is more important to the, the locker room chemistry than than, than Bohan is. So it seems it, se- it seems like it's a safe place to roll the dice. That's that's my take. When I look at all the pieces you evaluate, everything that's in front of you. That seems like the one spot that just lines up and marks up, and maybe it's self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know, but you know, it's just been an interesting week to watch how some people have come to the defense of him, which is fine. And some of us who think that that's that's the spot to try to do it, and that's I don't know. It's no, just, I, I, I think that, well, chemistry <laughs> chemistry's always been a big kickback. It's been chemistry, right? Well, why, right. why mess with the chemistry? And I think um, that when you look at on court chemistry and off court chemistry, unless unless I know something about I don't know something about Bohan, he seems like the one who's kind of like yeah. I don't know that him, he impacts a whole lot or would, would impact it negatively. It hasn't impacted this year. Not I can well. hear punk zero zero three's blood boiling right now. That's all <laughs> yeah, I got to she, say she's, that. she's got it. She's not going to listen to this. She hates us. Uh, Matthew. L. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've had this, we've had this. Yes. Well, number one, when, um, whenever um, uh, we mentioned George Yang on this, you are legally allowed to yell Yang bang. You're here for the Yang bang. Um, uh, you hey, I'm the here phrase, for the Yang bang. You're here for the Yang bang. So Matthew, well, um, uh, what is your take? Uh, like we've, we've, I mean, like you and I work together. We talk about this a lot. We do. We've talked about this very subject a number of times. Yes. Nang uh, bang. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, you guys. You guys Nang bang a lot. Oh, you wanted to talk about Bo Yang? Sorry, I was my my head was somewhere else. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my my thoughts on Bo Yang. Yeah. Um, so here's here's the danger you run into, I think, if you if you were to if the Jazz were to move on from Boyan uh, for a more defensive-minded wing. In the I, I I don't think you'd maybe see the ramifications of the move in the regular season, but I'll tell you where I think Boyan's value would be in the playoffs is in a seven-game series against a team. People understand what the Jazz are now. They are a 3D and roll team. They shoot threes, they try to play defense, and they roll to the rim. Those are the three things they try to do. And teams will take away the three-point line in the playoffs. It happens every year. Three-point shooting teams, they get blitzed in the playoffs. And so they leave the mid-range open. It's, It's a big reason why the Rockets were never able to to advance in the playoffs because they couldn't hit mid-range shots. Of everybody from Chris Paul. on the Utah Jazz, you've got Clarkson and Donovan who can hit a consistent mid-range floater, but they're both 6'1"-ish six, six, on a good day. 6'1 for Donovan. Boyan can post up, hit a turnaround jumper. He's, he's the only guy, quote-unquote big man, I, w- I don't know if I'd call him a big man, but he's 
the biggest man <laughs> who could post up and hit a mid-range jumper. And maybe in the final six minutes of a game, when they're giving you the mid-range and you need buckets down the stretch, that's where I think a lot of Bojan's value is. He's a clutch shooter. He can mm. hit the three. He understands. He underst- Here's another thing, too, is Quinn's system, especially when moving the ball, that spin cycle they do, is he understands it. And if you bring someone in new, they might not get the rhythm. They might not have the confidence to move the ball as quick as Bojan can and make that second, third pass like Bojan can. So, I mean, is he the most? Is he the fifth best player on the team? I don't know. Maybe not. But there is value with him, and I think you need to. I think the Jazz would be wise to lean on what they have built with Bojan and this team, because I think it would pay dividends in a playoff series more so in the regular season. This is why this is why we bring Matthew all on because um, uh, no one has ever said that. I've never heard that one um, actually. So that's a very very good take. That's there. hashtag awesome analysis. Honestly, um, that was great. Well, well, what's what's the other side of the coin though? I mean, let's let's get into that part. That's great. He can turn around and do you know he can turn around twos. But if they run the if they're if they're running the the other teams running the offense directly out of the entire time, what's the what's the trade off there then? Because sometimes it's a little more yeah, so, uh, like you said, so, the defense defense is going to amplify. That's true. But if they're not running it, if they're not running at him, then they're running it at Mike or they're running it at Donovan, and they're not much better defenders than Bojan is. Yeah, so they're because of how small they are. They're 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 average. I mean, I wouldn't say they're a step above Bojan defensively. Right. So yeah, the Sixers picked on Bojan tonight. They could have picked on any one of those guys. Right, and, and that, that was a team a, defense team. Yeah, that that was a problem that um uh, I I've been bringing up um uh, a lot lately. It's like I was like, all right, cool guys, like we 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 know what our our bottom five or sorry our the the the, the five that are going to finish the game: Boyan, Mike, uh, Royce, uh, Donovan, and Rudy. Um, and I just it leaves Royce on the island, right? And then you know we're facing teams like the Lakers, you know Davis and LeBron. You're facing Paul George and Kawhi, uh, you know, a, you know, a couple nights ago, just facing Zion and Brandon Ingram, um, and it, it just it does make it hard. Um, uh, you know, like uh, a guy that um, uh, Jazz fans like to, like to pick on was Carmelo Anthony, right? Because was, and not not just Jazz fans, like the Jazz, like we're like we're putting uh, Carmelo in a pick and roll, pick and roll, and I'm uh, just going at him uh, in, in a playoff series. Like Jared, you've always talked about this. I like him. You can't have Nikola Mirotich out there because he played out of the playoffs. Um, so besides what Matt said about um, uh, uh, what Matt said, do you, like, do you worry about that in the playoffs? Um, uh, you know, you have Boyan out there; they're just going to run. You know, these guys with bigger front courts are just the guys that the Jazz have to worry about: the Nuggets, the Lakers, the um, the Clippers, uh, the Suns. Maybe uh, are just going to run um, uh, at Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, I think that's always a concern, but I feel like most teams have uh, a weakness there uh, like that. I, I feel like you're you're hard-pressed to find even a championship contender that doesn't have one guy that can, quote-unquote, get picked on. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I see it as a concern, but I, I for me, I, I just kind of want to. I want the Jazz to get to the postseason with the best record they can. You know, I, I'd still like to finish best in the West because I feel like that makes the path uh, the best for us that that it can be the easiest. Unless the, unless the, Lakers uh, unless, the, unless the LA teams stay in three and four, which then we're uh, we're kind of screwed. Uh, either way, um, 
Um, and I, I it's to to me, I feel like the, the proof is. I just want to finish the regular season as strong as possible, and then just kind of go from there. I don't know that I feel comfortable making that with the Jazz making a move because I feel like what they've developed up to this point. Do we lose some of that? I mean, I don't. It's it's just it's really tough, man. It's it's this is why I don't get paid the big bucks and why I don't have a job like that. <laughs> okay, well, then, so you don't feel comfortable, right? So um, yeah. your hope is to get to the playoffs. I mean. Preseason, you said this Jazz team, Western Conference Finals, is the ceiling. Now the ceiling has been raised. Uh, this Jazz team has a chance to go. But um, you, how do I word this? With this team, um, if it stays the, exactly the way it is, the Jazz add a couple other you know pieces that are ten through fifteen that really probably won't matter in the playoffs. Um, and the Jazz go with the best record in the league and lose in the second round. Then what? Uh, I mean, you have to consider making changes on the margins for sure. Like trading Boyan for somebody. I mean, that's not, I wouldn't even call it uh, on the margins, but like, the, the, the problem well, is... You're like, right, you're right. Yeah. The problem, you have to the consider making is, a bigger move. The problem is that if you, if the Jazz, go into this playoffs as the number one seed and lose in the second round again uh, with all that, with the expectations that they built up now uh, with this team, then that's kind of it. That's your all, like, They've gone all in, or they've gone most of the way in, and at that point, again, we talked. We talked about this when Boyan was struggling early in the season. Like, hey, yeah. you know, you have a stock. Boyan's stock has risen to a place where you can probably get something really good from now. But if you wait, well, honestly, your season, Aaron Gordon idea kind of, that you brought up on oh yeah, the, the, I'll, pod, I'll the recap pod, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring him up in a second here. Um, because again, so, and so uh, this is you as a fan. Like I want you to think, like in terms of stock market, you have this boy on stock that, guy, you've seen how low it can get. You've seen, like, what happens if it doesn't look good and he just doesn't become part of the offense. And you see how, yeah, you have to remember how low it was. If you have a chance now to like get something of, of real good value for him, how do you feel about going into the playoffs and failing, and then all of a sudden that stock falls again? Honestly, I feel like it's a risk that you got to take. To me, okay. um, I mean that yeah, that's fair. I mean that's I mean you like you know, there's going to be there there are two camps: the people that are fine with how it goes. Logan, where, where do you fall now? Are are you like hey, you know, would you want to win with the guys that we have? Because like there are some people out there who, and I, I'm not joking, like if the Lakers offered LeBron James for Donovan Mitchell, they wouldn't do it because they want to win with Donovan. And I get that. I, I get wanting to win with these guys because you know, in a way, like, we're part of this team. And, like, you know, I mean, God, I, I would love for the Jazz to win it with Boyan because, man, like, I mean, I think he deserves it too. Uh, he hit two game winners, you know. That's always going to be etched in our, in our memories. But I mean, how do you feel? Like, I'm, are you more robotic like I am? <laughs> I'm more I'm more depressed now than ever after hearing Matthew tell me, reminding me that the Jazz have three holes offense, defensively to close the games out. So now I'm not really sure how good we are at all. Um, and I'm being serious. Like, I'm not, that, that, that comes across as being a smart ass, but I'm like, he's right. There's a lot of holes. Um, uh, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. There's, there's some core dudes. It's, it's Rudy, it's, it's Rudy, it's Rudy and Don's team. And those are the guys and everyone else is just, they're just side, side, side performers to the operation. Um, so I don't, I, it's, I, there, there's a lot of things I, I, for, to address the Bohan thing. I don't think his, value is going to change that much between now and the offseason. I don't think it does. I don't think that one game suddenly he's valuable. 
a teams teams are smart enough, I would hope, to evaluate an entire player's body of work and not just a hot week or a not hot week. I don't think his value gets goes up or down. If if any, and maybe he could slightly tick up because then he could say he's healthy and he held a basketball in the last eight months. I don't know. I don't think it impacts that. I just think that you've got a unique window to go after it, and I think you have to turn over every stone. Do in my heart of hearts, do I think the Jazz will do anything? No, I don't think they will because they don't. They've never. But, you know, with the one exception of the Ronnie, Ronnie Cycli run at it, that was the only time we've done it. But I think there's some things that we just, we all seem to miss. Is um, I think before the season started, and I think next year, if you look at a full healthy offseason, the thing, the, the, the team that probably scares scares everyone the most is still the Lakers. And I've told you before, I've got no shame in trying to get a championship, whether it be hook or crook or cheating or not, or, or being having an asterisk. Give me 17 asterisks. I don't give a damn. But right now the Lakers are tired. They didn't get an off, like we're forgetting about it. The Lakers didn't get didn't get an off season. They're tired. They're yep. worn out. This is the chance to take it to the Lakers. I don't want to see the Lakers again next year. I know LeBron's going to be older, but whatever. AD will be possibly healthy. They'll have a whole other off season to retool. Like you need like you need you need to take your shot right now. And I don't know what all of that entails. And if that means it does something that the people that, that that rocks the boat a little bit, I'm I would rather take the shot. Um, but do I believe they will do it? No. So I just, it, it is what it is. I don't think, I, I don't think they, it, it looks good. It looks, it makes a lot of sense on paper, but I don't know that I, I, I haven't seen anything that makes me think that they would jump in two feet like that. It's been nothing other than just the speculation of us tweeps who don't have any pull at all. I mean, the closest yeah. thing that anyone from a, with, with respectability is thrown out there with any form of respectability has been PJ Tucker. Right. So uh, right. these are all the things that we do in our trade machines, but. Matthewell, um, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you call Walt Perrin? I mean, we used to have access to Walt Perrin. I'm a, like, can he get us some more insight or not? Uh, unfortunately, he's working for the Knicks now. We can't we can't call Walt Perrin anymore. I don't think he'd have the info that we'd need for this conversation. Was was that the worst day of your life? Uh, I don't know if it's the worst day, but it's definitely top five. It's right up there. <laughs> oh, man. Top five. Terrible day. Oh, man. Well, you lost Walt Perry, man. Like, day. I, I, I was only there for one Jeff so, Christmas. Sportsbeat Christmas is what we used to call it. Yeah. What was the best? <laughs> yeah. We'd bring yeah, him on the show, and he would answer every stupid question I had for him, and he'd do it with a smile on his face, and he'd do it for two hours after the show. He was the yeah. man. I miss Walt. Hema, I miss Walt and who gave more us than the lowdown. My family. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. Matt, Matthew El- Matthew L's been around longer than Hema, right? So he yeah. he, he holds he holds more holds more weight. Hema didn't give us the he didn't give us the Christmas stuff. He took that to the that other podcast and gave them that. <laughs> oh, money. that's right. That You're part. right. He didn't give it to us. Yeah. Oh, nope, that's he did. That other podcast. Matt, 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 your doppelganger. Supposed to be Christmas was like this heavily guarded secret that I knew about for years, but. I was like, I was like, we can't say anything. Like, I mean, this is like obvious. It's, it's, it's jazz. Like, it's tight lipped. You like, I, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna ruin this for anybody. Like, there's no way I'm gonna tell anybody that. Hey, I talked to Walt Perrin. This is what I heard. You know, so uh, Matthew L. Uh, uh, jazz fan but he was always really good at not telling you anything too. Oh yeah, he telling you everything and not telling you anything. It was yeah. Pretty, don't play poker with Walt Perrin because he will he will take your pants. Um, <laughs> so Matthew L. Uh, not that, jazz fan not that who has any pants to give. To I know. Rarely does. <laughs> Even at work. Uh, Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. 
<laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at Pod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! Um, so this yeah. jazz team, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, where does it rank for you? Like 98? Is it, is it, it's better than, we, we can all agree it's better than 2007. Um, uh, is this oh. the best jazz team we've had? It's hard. It, it's hard to call them better than two teams that went to the finals. Uh, even if you're young, so. comparing them, you know, in eras and, and talent and the way the game is played. I, I, I can't, uh, in good conscience, call them better than the two finals teams. But outside of those two teams, I don't think there's been a jazz team, like currently, in the grand scheme of things, very small sample size, half of a season. But the way they play when they're at their best, I've rarely seen a jazz team be that good uh, from what I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, I don't... I don't know if I had quite the eye for analysis in the early 90s when I was 10 years old, but uh, uh, those teams were pretty good too. Do I think they were better than the, this team? I don't think so. Do I, would the 2006-7 team, the Western Conference Finals team, beat this team? Uh, I don't think they have the shooting to keep up with them um, if you're playing um, in this style. Uh, would I mean, Memo right, would right, try right. to pull out... Uh, pull out Rudy, but uh, they probably Money wouldn't man. put uh, they um, probably wouldn't put Rudy on memo. So right, probably put them on booze. <laughs> on uh, boss man here, boss uh, Sasha Banks. So like, top me off the list here because so here's my worry that I've had. Right, it's like you know we get to the playoffs um, uh, and you see it every year. Like um, the hot like this is the criticism the Jazz are facing now because like there are teams out there, the Hawks, the Pistons, the um, that Pistons. I mean, the Hawks, the Raptors, teams that got to the playoffs as, as really good regular season teams, but they ran, ran into LeBron teams or whatever. And the West is the West is a bloodbath. Like the Jazz could lose to the Blazers or the Spurs in the first round because those teams are good too. Those teams like I'm a, maybe fifth, sixth, or seventh in the West, but those teams are pretty good. Um, so um, uh, like my my worry is that I'm a, regardless of whenever the Jazz we have to play the Clippers, Lakers, Suns, or whoever. It's going to be a pretty hard matchup. We've already seen that uh, they've had some tough matchups with, with the Nuggets, um, who might be right there in the first round. And if the Jazz don't, you know, even make it to the Western Conference Finals or the final, I mean, I, I don't even know if the Western Conference Finals will will be enough right now. If this team doesn't make it to the finals, you know, and, and add another year on to you know Ingles, Conley, and, and Boyan, um, the Jazz possibly the luxury tax uh, with with a little bit less of an exception. It's hard for me to. You know, I want you to paint a picture for me that this will be okay if the Jazz don't make a run at it this year and do everything they can to try to win a championship. Uh, my thought is that the window is really small, and like it may be just this year. Um, so this is your chance to talk about the ledge. Well, I think you make a valid point that this is their shot, uh, considering every outside factor when you look at it. Um, especially with Conley coming off the books next year. Um, Bringing up what Logan um, mentioned earlier with the Lakers being tired. Plus, I mean, it's an Achilles injury with, uh, with AD 
we honestly, I'm not sure we know how serious it is. Uh, I'm never confident in big men when they have anything wrong with their Achilles. So if that were to end his season and you had an AD-less Lakers, uh, I would absolutely say this is the Jazz's window because there are so many unknowns after this season. You'll still have Donovan and Rudy, and you'll still have Royce uh, next year, but and Favors for sure. But I mean, there I think there are a lot of variables and a lot of different ways the Jazz could go. I think if you were, I'm more confident in them getting to the finals this year than if you gave me the next three years. Uh, so I don't know if I can talk you off the ledge. I do agree. Looking at every factor um, outside of the Jazz right now, I 100 percent this this is their best shot in the next five years to win a title. I think they have been building till the to this team. This is exactly what they've been trying to build for the last couple of years, ever since Hayward left, um, and even kind of with Hayward there. But I think I think they kind of changed course once he left, and they started trying to make teams that could build the beat the Rockets and they ended up creating a better version of the Rockets um, that make more shots and if it doesn't work this year I think it might take a couple of years for them to reset and get back to a spot where they could I'm not saying they won't be a playoff team in the next couple of years but I don't think that I think they are a legit finals team I mean, I, I, I really hope so. Um, uh, I get, I mean, I mean, here's the thing: the West is such a bloodbath, right? Like, I, I mentioned all those it teams, and the eight teams in there are legitimate Western Conference Finals teams. Honestly, when you look at yeah, all of like, them, I mean, it's, I'm just, I mean it's if a, you run a, into a, the Nuggets right. in the first round, I mean, it's it's a horrible matchup for the Jazz. Yeah, uh, Jokic and Murray love playing the Jazz. It's one of their favorite games of the year. Every time they play. <laughs> yeah, they, they they step up for it, so. They um, do. They like to get up for it. I don't. I mean, it's. So I. I do think it's. I. Yeah. To answer your question, it's. It is one hundred percent their best shot. So I don't know if I talked you off the ledge or not. Um, yeah. Tell my parents that, I love them, uh, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he pushes push his ass right. Pushes ass right. Why off. don't you step back <laughs> from that ledge, my friend? I'm Hawkeye, and you're uh, you're Black Widow right now. <laughs> oh no! You guys are fighting to jump off the ledge. Um, oh. uh, yeah, always. All right. Well, um, uh, the Jazz fans are gonna be really mad about t- the Jazz fans are really because, like, here's the thing: the, the out of bounds play that happened. Now that I've seen the video and they're, I saw it, it hit the ref. Out of bounds. It sucks. And I get it. Oh, why? Why did the ref? The, the ref shouldn't. The ref is just trying to get in position to make sure he can see if someone's shoe is on the line. It, it is what it is. That sucks. It really does suck. Yeah. It, it, but what it, they should be right upset call. about, what they should be upset about, and I think what more so what Donovan and Rudy were talking about in post game is if you go, let's let's go back to Ben Anderson, uh, shout him out again. Uh, he created a thread of, <laughs> listening. of calls, of no calls, I should say, that, um, that were bad. That were bad. That, uh, the Jazz, you know, they got no love with, and yeah. I, I think it goes into their frustration. I think that's and we a, saw that. uh, we what saw led Donovan, Donovan today, boiling like, over. Donovan was just jacking shots up. I'm like, Donovan, what are you doing? Like he was like he like he wasn't running anything. He was jacking shots up and just I don't know yeah, what he wanted like, to win I mean, that game himself. He went Red Ross is what he wanted. Like he he hulked out. Um, <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean there there are some calls that could have gone 
either way. Uh, I mean, there's some bad calls. It was just it's hard. Jazz fans are are gonna be mad about, it, and they're also gonna be waiting for the two minute report to like vindicate them. I guess. Um, I don't know. It just it's yeah. Uh, except for the two minute reports this year have been like yeah. Even the when there's some egregious been, calls, there've been some weird ones. Yeah, the Jazz haven't had much to uh, complain. Uh, no, I mean, no, no, I'm not talking about the most. Jazz specifically. Though. I know. I, I just, I, I mean, just, yeah. Um, Matthewell, um, uh, as we finish up here, so the Jazz, you know, have lost three or four. I mean, the 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 Heat blitzed them. Like uh, we, we we saw like playoff level defense from the Heat that night that they the, the Heat won. Um, the Pelicans was weird. Like um, uh, they 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 were able to get into the paint. And really show get the uh, 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 get in uh, to the paint where we haven't seen much success from other teams. And then uh, tonight against the, the 76ers, uh, the Jazz, I mean, really, the Jazz were in it and then they got super frustrated by the calls at the end of the night. Like, that really, like, they were still in it, even when like Tobias was backing down, like, the Jazz were in it and then they let that frustration just boil over, you know, and they, they're all gonna get Mike Conley had a good look to win it. They, uh, they had Mike, every chance. Mike, he had sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthewell, um, uh, how do the? I mean, the Jazz have a week and a half. I mean, uh, Quinn, um, uh, Donovan, and Rudy are gonna be busy. Uh, but um, the the thing is that like I'm uh, as as Hema, another shout out. Uh, like we were sitting there Monday night working, and uh, was Monday night the Pelican game or was that the whatever? I think Monday night was Pelican, right? yeah. And uh, I go, ah, this is the real Deathuary. And uh, Hema just deadpan goes, Deathu Arch. And then we, oh, how he laughed. Um, so, yeah, so now the Jazz aren't Deathu Arch because like, they have a lot of road games. And they're like, they have like, what, they what was this? A four they game have one road home trip game and then like five straight down the road, road games again. Which yeah. um, uh, people have been talking about, like that one home game is not really a home game. Like, you're not really comfortable. Like, yeah, you're in your home stadium with your fans. But um, what do you hope to see the Jazz do to like make you feel a little bit better? About um uh like I mean the Jazz have, have not lost three out of four in a long time, um, but well like, you as a fan like well, what do you want to see to like 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 all right cool I feel better about this team. Oh me as a fan, you're asking me to de- reach deep into the recesses of my brain with that question. Right, well as a, cause, like, as, as a journalist, right? You, as, as a journalist, you turn that off, don't you? Yeah, you do. Well, yeah, it's you have to yep. after the decade plus years I've been working this job. It just, it just kind of happens. Here's the thing is all my fandom lives with my NFL team and my MLB team because they live in States on the East coast. So I don't have to <laughs> worry about covering them or dealing with them at all at any time. So, uh, what, so if you were jet, if hypothetically, if you were a jazz fan, if I was a jazz fan, then what I want to see, what I would want to see from this team, just, it's just the effort on defense, like the the way the way they defend when they switch. Because the Jazz, I mean, I'm not breaking any news here. They love to switch on defense, and even the players that we've mentioned who aren't A level defenders is they try really hard and they make it as hard as they possibly can um, within their skill set, and usually that leads to. Rudy getting a block or poking the ball away to get a steal or something like that. And I do think that's probably been the most worrisome thing over the last week is I don't think the energy on defense has been there. Now, like I was talking about earlier, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to judge that because of the time of year it is going into an all-star break. Are they looking ahead a little bit? 
mean, Donovan addressed the mental grind a few games ago in post game that I listened to where, you know, he says it is inevitable for a mental grind to come and the all-star break is a welcome break for that reason. But he does think the team is handling it well, but no matter how well you do think you're handling it to, to play the way you're playing and to get every team's best shot every night, it will take its toll. And did it take its toll in this last week? It's more than likely that it did. Right. So hopefully what you see as a jazz fan is that kind of energy on the defensive side comes back because as they've said a million times before, that defense leads to their offense. When they're able to run the ball, transition threes, roll to the rim, move the ball around, that's when they're at their best. And that's been very much lacking in the last, especially in their last three losses, is they're just not getting the same type of, they're not running as much. They're not, they're not getting the same defensive effort. They're not running as much. So the offense has looked more Donovan ball, like you've kept talking about, uh, yeah. Logan, is because they just, they're not getting into their offense because they're not running because they're not playing defense with the same energy. So that's so that was good. a lot of words to get to the same point over and over again. But you, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, go, follow him, go follow him on the Twitterverse, uh, at Matthew L. KSL. Um, uh, he is a sports producer extraordinaire. Uh, and one of the best friends I, I have, one of the best guys I know, um, uh, is Matthew L. Most of that is true. <laughs> um, uh, before we um, finish uh, Dragon Squatch, bring us, uh, bring us the pouch of the nuggets. Yeah, I haven't gone into the nugget pouch officially in quite some time. And uh, I'm going to take a bit of a different turn on this one because, you know, nor- normally, obviously, this is, this is based upon some humor and some nuggets you know, Denver Nuggets based connections. And I thought, I was thinking about, I was thinking today, how do I incorporate this point that I have? And I thought there's only, there's only one man I can think of who could actually carry the nugget pouch and never actually, never actually be a nugget in his past or his future. And that would be uh, none other than Joe Ingles. So this is a, this is a special Joe Ingles nugget pouch. Um, As I'm watching Joe this year, it's no secret that in the past, that, uh, you know, the, the, the frustration with Joe has been shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, Joe, right? There's, there's no hesitation in Joe this year. There's been no hesitation in Joe in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it started off when Conley went out, and I, he just hasn't stopped. Um, the way he's aggressively shot the ball has been uh, not just – there's, there's obviously the, hand, the, the, the tangible help that provides on the court right now, but I, I want to take it a step further. I think that Joe Ingles is probably considered one of the top two to three leaders on this team. On, on this jazz team. And I think that an important part that this, we have to see is that the jazz have a very unique system. They're running offensively. Yes. To Matt's point, their defense is the key to this, but they're, they're running a, a type of offense that honestly has never been run at this level ever at, at, at this clip. And so there's, there's some fear that gets involved when you're running something and not always sticking to your sets and having the confidence in the system. And in my mind, I think that Joe Ingles continuing to play this way, is extremely important, not just for the, the the results that night, but for the other guys watching him sticking to the system, breaking his own bad habits, breaking his own his his, his own inclinations to not jack up the three. He's no, this is our system. This is what we're doing. And to me, I think it means a little bit more than what uh, just that one shot does. So I think I think it's something important to watch as we kind of go down the stretch and we watch the Jazz into the playoffs, and we're being told we can't play this style of basketball when it really matters. I think that Joe Ingles' influence is, is important. I think a lot of guys watch that because he's, it, it was no secret that he 
we would get frustrated watching that at times. And I think he's made a very conscious effort this year more than anyone else to try to kick that out of his mind. And I think, I think it's noticeable. It's something that's kind of stuck out to me lately at times when the, we, we start to see a little bit of the, the iso ball. Like Joe had a, a possession tonight where he caught the ball and put it up when it, the, the ball never even like got below his, his nose level. Like he just put it up right away. But it was like, to me, it felt like a reminder. Okay, guys, this is what we do. Just get the ball up. Get the ball up. So that's, that's my Joe Ingles nugget pouch. Something yes. to think about. Joe Ingles. Uh, Jay Bark. I'm uh, Jay Rod. I'm uh, you're at Goes in 49. Um, uh, any um, uh, closing thought, real quick? Can, can you repeat that last part? I just, I'm, uh, you, 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 you get a final thought here. Oh, final thought. Well, I don't know whether to attribute this to Dan Clayton or to uh, Stephen Jones. I think his handle is something like Stephen Jones. 20 or something, uh, Seth Jones 20. Uh, he's a, he does great basketball analysis threads where he kind of just, just he tweets something like, uh, let's watch Jazz jazz Nuggets or Jazz Clippers, whatever. And he'll just uh, then tweet out about random plays and different things involved. Anyways, he was uh, I want to say tonight, Dan said something to the effect that Donovan's usage in the uh, the crunch or the clutch was like 50%, which is even higher than it usually is. And that did not seem like a good thing. And honestly, I might have to ask that Stephen Jones guy to kind of break it down a little bit more. Cause well, you know, Ben had his, right, right, right. he's had his, uh, he's had his, uh, <clears throat> his moment in the sun where he broke down all the bad calls, but I, I kind of want to see, you know, how, how uh, somebody with a lot of a market, bias type thing, which, which I'm not saying Ben necessarily has a big market bias or anything, but, but you know, he's removed from the situation. He doesn't cover the jazz. Right. I want to see what and, his um, see on it. Yeah. So as we finish here, I'm a Jay cheesy 21 Hanson James, uh, jazz team mom, um, Dana green, KW, uh, KW jazz. If you guys were listening for your name, Ken Clayton, if you guys were listening to your name, here it is. That's your shout out. So, <laughs> um, uh, we, we, we got a juice to listen somehow. So anyway, I, that's it. We'll catch you guys next time.